Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia, and together with me is my uh, friend Pramod Kumar Buravalli, my host and friend Pramod Kumar Buravalli, and we are very, very excited to uh, uh, present to you because we have um, a distinguished guest who. whose books we've read and you know we've interacted with him over mind interviews and many discussions on twitter but we are very happy to have him join us on this new edition of mind podcast it is um, mr vikram sood who was the head of uh, the rndw from 2000 to 2003 right now he's the advisor um, to orf he was in public service for almost four decades um is an author strategic analyst has written uh, most recently i mean in 2018 his book was published the unending game and his most recent work is in 2020 i'm not going to talk about it right now i'm going to first have dr uh, mr sood give a brief you know opening statement and then we'll talk about his recent book and a lot of discussions that we're going to have on this podcast so welcome to mind podcast sir great great to have you thank you thank you both of you from all and adith for calling me over mm-hmm. to this uh, discussion that you've organized absolutely uh, me <laughs> and it's a great pleasure to be with you no no and I, I, um, i i hope uh, you ask the right questions and i give the right answers <laughs> <laughs> and there is no uh, well adith always adith plans post diwali fireworks in a very sly manner Yeah. <laughs> so, so first, uh, the first I have to ask, sir, how wh- you know how is this journey, right? You you went from um, advisory position to uh, uh, to the unending game to you know the um, uh, to the uh, public service for four decades, and then now at this stage you are at the ultimate goal. So, can you describe that service? Like, what 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 did what did it take? it took nearly 50 years <laughs> <laughs> well not 50 yeah well yeah 50 55 years actually yeah so i began my career in 1966 mm. and uh, i had no idea i was going to be uh, going into espionage and mm-hmm. intelligence activity at that stage right and um, so 71 the call came and 72 i joined the rw and um, continued there till i retired yeah and uh, after retirement i had no plans what to do with myself right till uh, i got into the business of writing edit the uh, op ed pieces in the local newspaper the hindustan times to begin with oh, oh. that continued for a while from there i branched on to others then i joined the observer research foundation in 2005 oh. and i've been with them since then yeah and as as i continued my activity of writing oh. uh, articles then i moved to writing chapters in books oh. then i even did editing of books with co-editing with other colleagues oh. with once in you know in soviet union and or russia oh. and one with uh, the stanford oh. so um, then the idea came why shouldn't i do a book on my own and instead of just writing articles and that's how i moved into my first book uh, the the of the unending game which was in tradecraft it wasn't about rw it wasn't about an intelligence it was about 
how the how the trade operates yeah and how others do it meaning thereby we could learn something from that and then when i was doing that book i had a i had a chapter called controlling the narrative and i left it at that so when uh, the publisher said let's do another one that's when this book came into being so 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 if if there was an ever a pandora's box for intelligence spycraft and so forth controlling the narrative is a huge sort of pandora's box that that <laughs> because controlling the narrative was in a sort of a national sense when you were in the rnaw and when you it was it was a global world but it is more global right now two decades from now with the advent of social media with breaking news we were just talking that um i mean two weeks ago the us elections were taking place and the whole world was watching every single vote being counted and cast right mm-hmm. 20 years ago i don't think on a, or maybe 30 years ago on a, a, a minute by minute basis i don't think people would be sort of following this mm-hmm. so so how did the whole controlling the narrative portion also change from where you were to what you see right now you know you know when we were at school huh. yeah 60 years ago 70 years ago hmm. there used to be one newspaper that we read at home the statesman uh-huh. and there were others but my father said only the statesman would come home hmm. and we had only one radio station all in the radio Yeah, which gave us news in the morning, afternoon, evening. There was no twenty-four hour news. Right. And the only thing, as a boy, I read was the sports page and the cartoons. I always we started from that. We all went through that. We all went through that phase. Oh. So, um, and and at school, surprisingly, there was no history. Huh. Because you know, when I joined school in nineteen forty-nine, there was no history but British Indian history. Right. and nobody knew about indian indian history oh, and oh. no one taught us that right it was only in college that one got a little bit of idea about history mm-hmm. and uh, when i joined service you know in 62 we had the china war oh. 65 the pakistan clash right i was yeah. at college in both oh. in that period and we could see how we felt things were going oh. and how the pakistanis were reporting mm. and how the world was viewing there were three different kinds of views mm. i remember the time magazine called it three third rate countries fighting wars oh something wow. to that effect or three third rate armies fighting war yeah and a few years later they lost out in vietnam <laughs> oh. see the yeah. irony of the whole thing absolutely then then 71 oh. was the real eye opener for us mm. when we felt that hey was a democracy trying to bring in democracy in another country and everybody should be with us nixon sent his seventh fleet yeah so you know you felt you know there is something wrong are we reading it wrong mm. but you know at that stage i was just an ordinary civil servant i was not in the business of intelligence i didn't know it was when i joined service in 72 and as a grew in the service one began to realize how things are different from what is seen to be and that there is always a story uh, that is built up like we took for granted that um, you know more many many of the many of my friends took to smoking 
because they saw the Marlboro ad. Yeah. Hmm. The cowboy sitting on a ledge. Uh, that's and you know imagery. Uh, what, that's what narrative. The, what the millennials call swag right now. But before yeah. yes. Yeah. But before I come to promote, then I'm coming to you in a second. You know, one thing which uh, Mr. Sudh said about reading the newspaper from the sports section. I don't think people have an adequate appreciation from for growing in India if they don't get the newspaper and they don't start from the back pages. You always start from the back pages because those were your sports <laughs> pages. You start from there and then move. And and my friend used to always joke: you start from the reality and then you you quit, move away from the reality as as, as you. <laughs> um as to what what we represented because you wouldn't have joined the rnaw unless there was an intrinsic trishna as i call it a a, a a search from within on what that identity you represent or what the nation was representing at that time what what was your initial thoughts did you did you think through this uh, this process Uh, not quite that way but you know 71 we had won the war and uh, bangladesh had been born and the rw played a big hand in that so there was the the desire to join this new mysterious even glamorous outfit that's doing yeah. great things for the country right not not the routine kind of work that we were doing and here was an opportunity to do something different right and uh, so that's that's that was the 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 motivation to begin motivation. with not, not that we knew what intelligence was going to be about but yeah. here is an outfit with does things thing that one had heard of yes I heard of james bond for instance exactly that was we that was heard, uh, the 60s right yeah we hadn't heard of uh, George uh, uh, Smiley, but we are heard of uh, right. uh, Bond. Yeah, so yeah. That was that was the the youth youth and the glamour. Oh. And, and before I get, so, ha, Pramod, sorry. Before I get, ha, so no. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, David. See, th- this is what happens when two excited hosts are very intrigued about the topic. They try to say the same question at the same time. <laughs> uh, no, so, I, so yeah, Pramod, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the the the. generally speaking uh, a spy master um, there there is a template there is a baseline there is a template that most uh, people have followed there is a, a set precedent for everything uh, very few intellectuals come out post retirement or you know during the evolutionary period itself to understand this global game the great game uh, when did that start happening with you towards the second half of my career okay first half was uh, being the junior flunky running around uh, running yeah. agents and collecting them bringing them home and all those operational details that uh, that go on with that 
Because when you when you sit down to analyze at the desk, and you get in material from all sorts of places, and you know that this is not what it is. There's mm-hmm. something more to it. Their motivation is different. They're saying something. They're meaning something else, and so on and so forth. So that's that's the time uh, one started thinking. Okay, both the New York Times is saying today will happen mm-hmm. day after. Mm-hmm. because they has put that idea out and now it's going to be circulated picked up i remember this happened in uh, 1980 uh, i think 80 um, just when the short of the you know the americans had been thrown out of uh, iran shah of iran had been overthrown yeah. and the american hold had gone the ayatollahs had taken over and they were american prisoners in in tehran tehran yeah so there was a great movement on that there could be a war between iraq and iran iraq and iran and the iranians iraqis were being pushed by the by the americans by the forces and then there was a big meeting in one of the think tanks in london where they said that if iraq were if saddam were to attack today iran could crumble that was the last that was the bottom line hmm. and 20th of september saddam hussein attacked <laughs> was it a coincidence or was it what he had read or what he had been advised we don't know but the narrative had been created and they fought an 8 year bloody war yeah. which allowed My- the americans to get back into the region my my question and i'll stop at that and i'll let adit uh, go on with the, uh, the the thing is i'm trying to understand vikram suits evolution was it self experiential or did you have gurus like b raman who pointed you at these aha moments look i told you so or was it something that you concluded after having seen so many of such examples was there a process no. it is it is like this promote uh, you always have somebody showing you the path this is how things are and i had uh, b raman i had uh, i had the benefit of uh, working closely with gary saxena the chief i worked closely with b uh, balachandran so you you if you if you want to learn something you can learn and that's where i got the idea from that there's more to just uh, collecting reports and piling them yeah yeah there's much more to intelligence than than this it is how to you assess a situation based only on your reports and partly on what you see from outside we don't have access to other information we only access yeah. to our own and published information So you try and work out from there. the The trick is they say that you will never get hundred percent information. You will get maybe if you're lucky seventy five to ninety percent of information. Your expertise lies in being able to, as they say, read behind the wall. Yeah. given this data 
how do you think the situation will work out mm-hmm. then you must know how the mind of your other chap works mm-hmm. what are his facilities what are the interest so mm-hmm. we do an assessment on on what the information you have and how that situation is going to affect us even if it is unconnected disconnected or totally unrelated yeah, yeah. to us how do we outflank that maneuver that could be laden with so many landmines but that, i'll go that, at that later that, yeah. that was also a policy matter not just yeah. intelligence matter yeah. one very interesting thing i found out is that in and and you wrote this as a uh, when you wrote this very moving tribute to the um, raman on relief uh, in your piece that intelligence officers in india don't write that many books and that mr raman had three books when he passed away to his credit itself was a very sort of a unique thing but what mm. is interesting i find is your books and b raman's last uh, the cowboys of raw book give a very unique perspective into raw when b raman talks about the personalities and the missions itself and you are talking about the grander macro sort of scale of raw where you are talking about the narratives that raw has to build in cases and where it has to deal with where there are pre existing narratives built about india and stuff in the west so that perspective i felt almost was missing in indian speak like you know indians have this uh, notion about the spy masters and rocky you know everybody is a, some variation of sunny deol who goes to a country <laughs> or or salman khan or salman khan ha nahi <laughs> so they, they they go to a country and speak about 10 lines you know uh, pick up a couple of hand pumps and then just take everyone back home but the diplomatic yeah. the diplomatic intrigue is ev- everything in here so in a in a country of ours where i would say 60 70% of the narrative is uh, sort of based by according to popular cinema popular how do you bust this narrative and get the real narrative across about the espionage not just the espionage Narr- in, the inner workings of it like the, the the whole the whole narrative and diplomatic side of it I really don't get the question. But, but, I mean, I mean there, is, there is an image. Okay, there is an image about espionage. Right. That, you know, you go with your... No, Tom Ab- don't it John Abraham and things uh, like that. No, so I'll, I'll rephrase my question a little bit. What, what I was really asking was there is an image and there is the narrative that you sort of um, wrote in the book about, mm-hmm. you know, about what? so is there sort of a challenge like to to um, you know to to focus on this or like to bring this narrative out where people are like oh this is also happening or did you find that more people were receptive to what you had written in the book no i i i think if if there is a narrative of a particular kind existing about an organization hmm 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 i wouldn't go out of my way to change it unless it is adverse hmm Oh, I see. You know? Yeah. Hai to hai. <laughs> hai to hai. And why? why you, all kept, you, Because, all kept it, you, you all kept it sexy. <laughs> yeah. You, go, you, you know, our friends across the border are, are, are scared. So let it be. <laughs> Absolutely. They, okay. they have reason to be scared. That's all right. That is all right. I agree completely. <laughs> so so then move, moving on to the book itself right and one of the most fascinating part is in uh, disclosure we are in houston about 4 hours away from dallas the reason i made this disclosure is 
Mr. Sood's book starts with yeah, John, John Kennedy. John, John Kennedy. Kennedy assassination. So for all our all our listeners who are wondering why I started with that, open the book, read the chapter on JFK assassination, and come back to what we are going yeah. to discuss. So yeah. it, it, there is this uh, there is this concept in uh, Jainism called Anikantvad, which is one truth and many perspectives to it. Right? JFK assassination is almost like that one truth. of what we were told about lee harvey oswald and then there are multiple theories to it about yeah, what yeah. happened the reasons it happened the what went through in that how many guns the shots were fired and, and, and where did they come angle? from yeah what angle were they shot from yeah yeah so so i i want to you to go into a little bit of detail about what you saw or read in your research and why you said what you did in the book about the various theories of chief also might you add is there an official version of a case again unrelated to or and does the agency actually document your version of what really happened for our officials to take a look for uh, for you know for posterity sake or is this well this is what we we thought happened to in real cases which happen outside to our yes to our indian establishment if something happens outside let's say jfk again uh, rnaw did not exist at that time but had it no happened, even if it did not exist this this actually this is actually a security aspect yeah this is not an intelligence aspect right in the sense that uh, i was not treating it as a cia slash intelligence aspect it right. is purely a security internal security matter right which our intelligence bureau would be following very closely how the assassination happened and all that right. of course if you want to go if if there is external links then you'd ask now you'd ask the rw then there was nobody else to ask so right. when i built the narrative about jfk i was building it from the purely from the perspective of how narratives are created how they are removed from the truth we really don't know the truth maybe this even this narrative is not accurate but there is or there are several narratives to the same event yes. so uh, so there is no official report that rnaw would at, at the end of the day file for the indian establishment or the political leadership to eventually Say well, this is what we have officially concluded. Again, just no. There would be, there would be, there would be a report that there would have been said lessons learned or what actually right. happened. Right, right, right. Whether we learn anything or not is another matter, but there would yeah. be a report <laughs> for that. Yes, for for that we probably need a third book called the Ultimate Lessons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but 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 it's 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 very interesting right because these these uh, you said about indian history is very true that sometimes you only focus on pre british history and indian history during the great britain but a lot of our lessons learned or what we need to understand happened in the last 5 decades and i almost don't see a lot of things written on contemporary history as i do see in the american sphere and stuff so do you see sort of that dichotomy as well that even within organizations there is a problem of that no i think there is now greater stress on um, openly not in the not talking about intelligence agencies yeah 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 absolutely of of uh, 
there is more and more indian writing about india which is uh, which is a very good thing right lot of us are writing lot of our foreign secretaries foreign ministers are writing you had uh, some excellent work by some ias officers and so on and and other people also anand krishnan regnery formal fascinating book on china right so that means that we are now building an indian perspective to the whole situation mm. that we are now going to evolve a narrative of our own mm. not be dependent on what is imported from outside what others tell us about us mm. we still have that great love for being sort of approved by the west yeah the good boy the good boy syndrome the good boy the good syndrome. boy yeah yeah and that you know he he thumped me on the back Yeah. like like they're very excited about new book by obama mm. yeah where he has written a few nice words about uh, manmohan singh mm. so the yeah. congress is thrilled yeah. they've written something not something nice about rahul gandhi so they are miffed about it <laughs> but he's not written about Man- narendra modi so they're thrilled about it happy <laughs> <laughs> they, they forget that the book is only about 2011 Uh, yes he's going to write the next part after this yeah which is yes. probably all modi yeah. yes <laughs> and, and, good or bad it'll be there ha uh, good or bad and, and this whole and honestly like we all a lot of us have been here have expressed skepticism about what you know us president say about indian leaders and stuff even 20 years ago but many then were like acha no no let's pay more more attention to what happened and now when obama has written things about rahul gandhi they are like acha let's not <laughs> <laughs> like when <laughs> but uh, he's talking rubbish let's not pay any attention to exactly well that, that's also that's also uh, dependent on the times we live in it depends on the generation like the the dhoni the virat kohli the saurav ganguly generation of politicians so when you uh, extrapolate to that or for that matter the young leadership that is developing i'm very heartened to uh, you know observe that we give give it back equally it just doesn't get get yes, you know yes. the, the message doesn't get out there yeah. uh, the narrative uh, of how we are responding to very respectfully not not uh, you know in an obtuse fashion yes. uh, it, it's not out there yet no it's it's very much uh, the new thing now i think because uh, as my school master used to say that he judges the character of a boy from how he performs on the field on the sport yes. field yes he's going to make a try for it if he's going to stand up if he falls down and gets up again to fight then yes. he's going to make it so this is yes. a new indian this the new yes. indian is not scared is not in awe of anybody and very uh, many of our own people haven't yet understood this mm. yes we haven't understood that the guy on the street is probably smarter than we are mm. he hasn't had the opportunity that's all well the the, the proverbial politicians quote that the public bahut smart hai ye karma siddhant ke upar wo unke palat ke ke upar hi aa gaya jab aap kahoge ki politician smart again uh, you, know, you you keep saying ki ye um, inko dhoka nahi de sakte inko sab sab kuch samne batana padta hai actually that has come out to the chickens have come out to roost yeah yeah because people realize what have you done for me kind of yes. thing yes yes so uh, narratives will change yes yeah. my my the thrust of my book 
throughout is I'm just, it's not a critique of the system. I'm not criticizing Americans or the British for what they did. They were running an empire. So they had to run it and they didn't have the means to do it themselves. They didn't have that many troops to control all of India. So that they had yeah. to use Indians yeah. to run their empire. Yes. And they created a narrative of superiority about themselves so that we then become beholden to them to give us what is actually ours. Yes. You know? And uh, when the narrative was that we were poor and then they left. Now, having made us poor, they accuse us of being poor. Yes. So the imagery is uh, beggar on the street, sweet charmer. Those are stock shots. It's poverty in perpetuity. That is exactly that the new, uh, the Western Empire has done, which is what the United States is. And you kind of talked about this, I think, uh, in the ultimate goal, uh, in the different chapters. The chapter I liked the most was, by the way, the God's own country. No, no. You did talk about, you did talk about that, but go ahead, Adit. Yeah, go ahead. Before we even get there, uh, Mr. Sood talked about the empire. And I have to, I have to sort of, uh, you know, give him props for one of the best uh, phrases for the Middle East: "Reluctant imperialists or empire by design" is what you call them, right? Yeah. For the Middle East. Yeah. And right now, Middle Eastern is in a bit of a crisis, not only because, um, uh, and I quote a, a dialogue very memorably said in the West Wing: "Freedom and democracy are soon coming to a theater near you." That sentiment, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the other sentiment is of oil that with the oil going down where it is and the world being in a very unusual year when they are all home they are not traveling the middle east has been forced to look for alternatives so how the reluctant empire deal with this which is so dependent on just one economy they'll have to find other ways of doing they have to go to countries like india where they can have a market (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Where they can invest, where they can invest their money and yeah. get returns from it. Because if nobody is going to buy that much of oil as they were being that was being sold, then they have to find they have to diversify. Yeah. And since they can't diversify quickly enough, they'll have to invest in countries like India. Yeah. And they have been ruling sort of with an iron fist almost on the popular. Mm. You know, many things. So ultimately, when you are not providing economic growth to the populace and there are issues on the social side, you will have a population also that is being ready to sort of, you know, rebel against the, uh, the dear. Yeah. But uh, haven't you noticed some gradual change in some of these countries? Yeah. Sort of democratizing in a way, ah. allowing some kinds of freedoms yeah. to their women, to the, to the men. Yeah. Uh, so th- they'll have to do all that. But the thing is, you, you put the lid, lid down so hard for so long, yeah. you can't lift it suddenly. Absolutely. It'll blow. <laughs> so they'll have to let the steam out very slowly. And, and, and the internet, uh, Adit, might I add that the internet has been, a, uh, I mean, of course it has negatives as well, but it has been a great harbinger of the common knowledge for prosperity. If the nuke and the note were the only two things that you need uh, to secure your borders and make sure that there's no existential crisis and you print notes, you know, you know, no country is asked why it is printing notes. Nobody asked the United States why they had two, two and a half or three trillion dollars of stimulus 
you know, and it just got, got swallowed up between big corporations, right? Yes. Nobody's asking any question of the United States. They are the big bully in the world. So once you get to know that there are two or three things that are essential for your economic prosperity, why do you need to have this, these kind of, um, you know, uh, barriers, uh, you know, especially with the Middle East, you know, uh, they, they will become uh, trading partners in, uh, um, you know, in your own way, you know, in, at your own term. So do you see that uh, Indian establishment has realized the, the precipice they are on right now and, and the opportunities they are sitting on right now, if they realize what they already have? Do you see that happening? We see that happening. We are on the cusp, and then you have COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We, are, we we are always being a country with a great promise. Yes, but something happens that pulls us back. Yes, and uh, we had COVID, and then you had the Chinese marching into Ladakh. Mm. Yes, so we have we have, but we there is there is an awareness. I. I don't know whether you've been to India recently or you go frequently to the I villages. That's, that's where India is changing really much more than here in the cities of India. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the empowerment, the, the, the fact that the money is going to your bank account, the fact that the women have, you know, even this gas, Chula is a great, great move. Yes. So that's, that's why they get votes. Right. Yes. And, and this, they still have to learn the art of administering. That I think is, right. is a weak link. Yeah. Right. Governance is still a problem. Completely agree. And, and de delivery. Delivery is probably more like we announce the schemes, announce the things, but delivery is where we lack sort of the most. Exactly. Exactly. This is what I said earlier on in one of my articles. I said yeah. Modi has great ideas. Right. They will do very well. What is problem is that the delivery systems are weak. Yeah, and, and the difference was in having. So I was I have lived in Gujarat when he was the CM, and I mean I mean here, but I come to India very often. One difference I think is in Gujarat the delivery mechanism were seen by the CMO because it was a smaller area to manage, and sort of that's how they were cleared up. With India, the, the reforms or the changes need to be more structural because it's just not possible to oversee everything with the complexity over languages, regions, issues, and so forth. Um, but um, but Mr. Sud, before I like before we get into the last last home stretch, so to speak, to use an American phrase, uh, the last fifteen minutes, I have to start with a a almost you foreshadowing what situation we are, Europe is facing about the perils of political correctness, you say, and the dealing that the European world has with political Islam. Now, when we say West and Islamists, a lot of people think about you know. Um, America and stuff, but America has not been affected the same way as Europe has. And, and now the problem in Europe is it's not even at a macro level. It is at a micro level where you have small cities in Sweden, in France, in, uh, you know, in many countries that are being affected. So how does Europe deal with that? And how do we ensure that the right issues are being addressed? You know, um, there is that I, in my book, I've got that quotation from... Uh, um, Orania uh, uh, Falachi, oh. the, the author of that book, The Rage, oh. uh, that the Islamist tells 
in a Vatican diocese that by our religion, by our democracy, we will come to you. By our religion, we will rule over you. That Europe's Europe problem has been immigration. Because it is not that they, the Muslims in, in France or Germany were always there. They were the, the and even in Britain, mm. it's the empire mm. from where they came to settle in. And it's not always the first generation Muslim who is who is a firebrand. Yeah. Funnily, it is now the guy who's born in those countries is becoming a firebrand, an extremist. Mm. And uh, this business of letting them do what they like, letting them, you know, appeasement is the short shortcut to ruin. Mm. This is what they've done and this is where they are now in a, in a position that it's, it's going to be very difficult to get out unless they do a very hard pushback. So the, 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 the unwillingness of the European world to ask the tough questions, talk about the uncomfortable issues has now resulted mm. in sort of a, a, a thing that they cannot control. It's out, in the, it's out in the open now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the riots that are happening over small things, you know, it's unbelievable. In Sweden, in Malmo, what you saw... Mm. Um, Malmo is a Malmo is a Muslim town now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's one, one, one third or two thirds Muslim. Oh goodness, I I did not know that the demographics have changed that much, but it's almost changing on mm. a weekly or monthly basis, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Pramod, I'm coming to you in a second. Uh, the last part of this discussion, I almost wanted us to talk about, which is almost the final the final part of your book as well. And uh, we can sort of talk a little bit about the unending game because we have to talk about the India story. That's what, you know, we, we cannot go. And that's, that's, what you, that's how you preface it as well. So if I were to ask you what has changed in the India story, if I was in the last three decades, because you observed the period from up till 2003 as from the inside. And since then you have been ostensibly on the inside, but on the outside, looking at the macro sort of picture, right? Okay, Pramod is smiling and nodding. Now, and that, is, that, is, that is because I remembered the, the famous adage, there is no retired spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. I, no, no, or are, you trying, or are you trying to say if someone is retired, they are not a spy. If, they are some, if, if someone is a spy, they are never retired. <laughs> I just said there is a famous adage. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon our impertinence, Mr. Sooth, but go ahead. No, I think, I think, uh, no, 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 actually, it's a, it's a good joke. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I think the thing that has changed in our country, a lot has to do with communication. Yeah. You know, when you give a villager a phone connection which costs him one rupee a call to wherever he wants to call. You've empowered him. He's been brought into the world. 
यू कैन नाउ चेक बाजार का दाम यू कैन चेक मूवमेंट ऑफ इज सन और डॉटर you know he he's he's broken out of his shell right and that's that is the communication revolution the internet revolution which is not our doing but it has we have used it well has brought this change there are there are there are bad side effects but that always happens but this has brought about the change in our system we have empowered a lot of people and and it has also put some kind of brakes on government riding roughshod mm. it took quite a while yeah for arnab goswami to make his point yeah but he did yeah. and he did it because he had the means of communication mm. which is probably i'm giving a wrong example in the sense that because it was arnab goswami who could do it another lesser man could not have been able to do it mm. that is also but that that is how life is mm. Mm. so it's a self confidence it is the growth of the the b town mm. the b town boy and girl who have aspirations mm. and who feel that they can make it that is and there is a lot of wealth in that so so the india story almost is is also sort of a big structural change that has happened where it's been like an enabler where everyone with a device or a phone or something is now directly being reached out to or can directly reach out to x number of people and yeah. and that has sort of changed it up and with financial right. mobility they travel they travel they see for themselves yeah. you know travels also air deccan had a big role to play in it people are, uh, are after chinese travelers indian travelers are the they they visit the southeast asian nation they they visit europe the dubai, most they go to dubai they go to Absolutely. europe yes and and, and uh, some some of the uh, companies are giving them paid holidays so they make use of that they turn up in goa they turn up in pondicherry so there is mobility and there is upward mobility which is uh, which is a great thing that has happened Absolutely. and uh, it's 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 like the indian cricket team has changed character oh, yes. it's no longer from all boys from bombay it's uh, from nagpur chatisgarh yeah it, it is because of fundamentals it is fundamentally people are focusing on fundamentals they they are going behind they're asking questions that 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 shackle has been broken all across when i see kids asking their parents and the parents getting miffed at uh, you know a pestering kid I, i i ask them to be patient with them they're not asking anything out of the world you mm-hmm. you just have to take a minute to answer them and they will really respect that if you silence yeah. them that that's the end of communication but let me ask you one very tough question post diwali question uh do you have any regrets about about uh, your career or not having been able to do anything during that time at the service no i not not regret like that only sometimes you feel yeah maybe if i had done it like this could have been right. different but would that be a, part of a book that will get published in 25 years never okay never. <laughs> that was as categorical as answer we'll ever get <laughs> yes <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it's 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 fascinating. It's fascinating you know, to yeah. that we um, from a world where like for, I mean, heck, where the fact that we are being able to have this discussion, being in two different continents, you know, through one link and so forth, is is a uh, sort of an homage to how the communication world and how things have changed. Yes, this would never happen fifteen years ago. It just no. It, पहले तो कनेक्शन ढूंढना पड़ता इंटरनेशनल स्टेबल कनेक्शन एंड ऑल you get your information in real time yeah absolutely and oh there's serious upgradation as far as uh, technology is concerned there's uh, really a uh, lot of things that uh, good things that are happening on the on keeping eyes on the financial uh, mobilization and how countries yeah. react now i think the work of intelligence is going to be far tougher than it was even in my time internet had just started yeah barely in india mm. at that time yeah, we still had it only after two after i happily retired that everything changed <laughs> yes so so one 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 last question and we'll 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 we, you've been very generous with your time so thank you so much mr sud but i have to ask if if you had a wish of whether to be a spy in the uh, in the age of the age of the internet or or the age before you started in the age of the 60s and the 70s where you still oh, have 60s and 70s 60s and 70s definitely was much more exciting much more exciting you still had those much mic- more human it was much more human yeah i the, the whole advent of the microscopic dot i was talking to someone um, the other day and because we we i personally have read a lot of memoirs or you know and stuff mm. like that and the microscopic dot was a huge thing in the 50s and 60s which would be zoomed mm. in and they're like what is that thing someone asked me and i just looked at him with incredulity i was like what yes. and and i realized mm. how it had disappeared from sort of popular culture and popular discussions as well yeah yeah, yeah. because in the age of internet microfilms and micro dots are now no longer in vogue <laughs> but uh, who knows like that joke <laughs> It's like that joke where two kids, teenage kids, are given an old dial phone. Ah, uh, uh, receiver, and they ask to figure it out. They don't I, know what to do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they keep pressing those buttons and say nothing happens. Nothing happens. I, I, I actually found out, Pramod, that there is a part, political party in Bihar. I forget which one. Their their symbol, or Bihar, or maybe you, uh, India's. Their symbol is a dial phone, and I'm like, wow. do the voters actually know that what is what is this <laughs> i told this to someone and they're like are you talking about an iphone i'm like no they actually have a dial phone as their election <laughs> so pramod any closing comments before we let yes my closing comments is uh, being an intellectual amongst uh, the community the intelligence community must be the uh, the biggest burden and you've unburdened uh, you know some of it with the unending game and the ultimate goal yeah. and what i like the most is i guess this is this is where i really respect uh, vikram ji is is the start of uh, you know how a country a civilization a wounded civilization that 
in spite of being 80% uh, indic or 85% so to speak indic it still chose to be a secular country and there is this there's this huge swath of people that want to find their identity you know after all the agency's motto is dharmo rakshate rakshitah there must be some reason why uh, that motto was chosen uh, it has deep significance and you did talk about that in terms of uh, you know wh- why cannot uh, why cannot india be a hindu rashtra or hindu nation so to speak with you not for formally declared so to speak but with a uniform civil code again has this has this been a part of vikram sooth evolution post 80s uh, that you yourself came up to this or what what has this journey of yours this been i'd love to talk about it this is post retirement yeah you know um, i was when you are in the intelligence agencies like mine you are normally apolitical hmm. yeah you just exercise your vote if you do and you don't do any hard discussion beyond the usual gapshap that you have yeah yeah, yeah. there is no fixed feelings it is um, it is after retirement you know after i had worked with the bjp government in my last few years and the old imagery that bjp is like this that wasn't there at all they were very fine people to a pleasure to work with they never pushed you around they never asked you to do anything out of course shall we say so i had the, the best relationship with everybody that i worked with retired i went home and uh, two years later i started writing articles and so on and so forth and i think the change came after 2008 when uh, we had bombay mm-hmm. the the attack and we did nothing after that yeah and we did we just let it be and then you even said agreed that pakistan was also a victim of terrorism mm-hmm. you know you started feeling i started feeling uneasy i said where are we heading Mm. i mean this is not secularism mm. this is allowing a certain idea to take over mm. it's it's in a way appeasement power play for votes so you don't worry if, if uh, 170 died in that uh, one single incident over in in in, in uh, mumbai so khair uh, i mean it, then you start to evolving after that and then the election campaigns are becoming nastier and nastier mm. now when you call an opposition leader modka sodagar it, it you know whether you like it or not whether you like him or not i th- i thought that we were getting out of hand now and i felt that uh, maybe there is something to what people say that christians have their countries muslims have their countries they call them islamic i don't want to even want india to be called the hindu republic of india i just want it to be a republic of india 
and secularism is there inbuilt in us in our dharma so why do you have to stress that oh. i have my religion everybody else has their religion you are free to practice your religion in my country oh. you are free to live oh. but why should there be i even read in written in my book the why do we have minorities commission oh. yeah you can have you can have uh, what is called the uh, affirmative action oh. you can have uh, <coughs> a truth and reconciliation then uh, affirmative oh. action sort of a and then you and then yeah. you have then you have incidents like uh, the sikh uh, uh, killings in yeah. 1984 oh. and nothing happens so this duality was was not uh, palatable as it were and the moment you started saying that you know uh, well i think modi should be given a chance you we were told oh so you're a modi bug mere baba i'm not even a member of the party miss <laughs> i barely saying try another guy yeah. you had these fellows for so many years what have they done my one of my favorite stories about that is when so when the statement the statement mot ka sodagar was uttered in rat assembly elections i think mr modi after the election said that uh, you 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 are not uh, hearing correctly he meant vote ka sodagar not she meant not mot ka sodagar but you know, that's that's all that's all humor and stuff but but what you summarize is 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 truly the thrust of it all that it does shape, shape from a, a belief an ideology based in practical realities of the world we are living in and not of what we want because what we want might be completely different but we are stuck with what we have and we have to yeah, yeah we have to make decisions from that and not from a position of utopia right and yeah. and, and and what you said about 2008 the, the tragedy is that most people have forgotten about mumbai 2006 when there were bomb blasts in trains and and yeah. i think that we just had all these things taking place so fast one after the each other that we have almost sort of become numb to bomb blasts and you know people dying yeah. so, so in a post like that that Th- that is that is what that is that is exactly why you you need some some central premises and i i was watching yesterday a video by sadguru jaggi vasudev again he is a very apolitical person and uh, there is a, a, a place he goes to it i think a, a nalsar college or some college uh, filled with young kids you know your idealistic young kids uh, who wanted to know why they could not sing the national anthem singing uh, sitting down or not sing it at all and the the i mean it's he was he's 75 plus he didn't have to go and debate young kids uh, but he did he braved it and uh, the way in which he explained it really well uh, and in the end made it made it palatable to even the the dissenting voice was very en- enchanting vikram uh, ji i'll share the video with you and that is what we need the, the sagacious uh people who have uh, you know really the the, the lack of uh, leadership is what i'm worried about in all spheres of life you know the moral authority cannot be vested with uh, uh, the political leaders it has it has different facets the spiritual it has, it, 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 it has to be a societal yeah it belongs to the society right and you know you can't have um, mad fellows roaming around and saying that we you go back to the 5th century bc and practice those things here yes. now i mean the past is glorious yeah. 
Yes. The past is not something that we have to hang on to forever. Yes, and sit on. And we sit have, on. We yes. have to move on. I mean, the past yes. was also ugly. Let's not forget it. The past was yeah. very ugly too at times. Right. So uh, it's not all glory. Yes. It's not just yes. Are Bhatt and stuff like that. It's yes. a lot more to it. So let's learn from the past and move forward. Let's remember our heritage and move forward. Yeah, not get stuck in the trappings of it all. Just move forward in a nice yeah, way. Yeah, and just do this, I don't want to do anything else. I'll do it. Come up with corny statements that embarrass you <laughs> as a rational 21st century human being. But, you know? Well, uh, we, so usually end my yeah, we usually end my podcast with book recommendations. And I have, or uh, show recommendations, I have two books right now, The Unending Game and you know, Vikram Sood's, uh, Vikram Sood's current book, the the the, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate goal. You have to have to read both of them. You know, maybe we'll have one of these uh, discussions in the future where we'll have some readers who've read these books with questions on them and sort of expand as a postscript to the books. But that would be nice. I would like to do that because there's certain things I didn't couldn't say with shortage of space. Yeah. So, so, so maybe, maybe mind makers can take the lead in organizing that. We'll sort out questions. We'll seek out questions and stuff. Yeah, you can work out questions in advance and we can sit down and talk about those questions. Absolutely. So here you have it, guys. Please read. Please write to us. And maybe in a month's time or so, we'll take uh, Mr. Sood's time again and, you know, have one of these uh, discussions. Thank you so much, uh, sir. You've been Thank you. with your time. Thank you, Adit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vikramji. Thank you so much. Yes. Take care. Take care. Thank you.